Welcome to the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. We're back hey, after about a week hiatus. Uh, we were all over the place, but we're back now before the NBA Finals. A very special episode. We got LQ, Micah, and the usual. Then we have a special guest on today, Abdul. So, Abdul, I want you to introduce yourself. That's what every new guest comes on. That's what they do. Introduce yourself, your favorite teams in all sports, and who you're rooting for. My name is Abdul. I'm the host of AM Breakdown on Instagram. Go ahead and follow me. Um, you know, this basketball thing is an everyday thing. You know what I'm saying? Looking forward to a great finals, an actual competitive finals, first in five years. So, you know, I'm ready to talk ball. Yeah, and Aunt Micah and LQ, how you guys doing? I'm all good, uh, bro. Rockets are seven, still. Dang. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> he out. <laughs> Hey, hey, two weeks down, but I came back at the right time because Kawhi is Jordan. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> we started hot. Right. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So before we get into the finals, um, our finals predictions and preview, uh, we were off last week. So the Easter Conference finals happened. We had the a sweep, the Blazers and the Warriors. So I want to get your thoughts on that real quick. I'll start with you, Micah. What were your thoughts on that series? And what do the Blazers need to do to continue and try to become an even better team? And is there any way that the Warriors can be stopped? Uh, I definitely think that the Blazers ran into – well, they ran into the wrong team in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, as great as Lillard is playing, as great as McCollum can be as a number two, they still need that third guy. And it's evident that, you know, when the Warriors are healthy and they're playing their best, it's hard to stop them. So. I don't even think it was necessarily the Blazers were playing bad or they were playing bad basketball, but the Warriors, when they're in their groove, they're so hot, bro. Like, like, it's like they don't even need KD. They don't need Boogie to win four straight games. So, you saw it. It's evident. The Blazers, uh, I think they need to just find another score. Um, you know, injuries. Uh, them not having Houston Rangers, I mean, it hurts. Them losing players, it does hurt all the time. So, hopefully – they get to stay healthy and they keep the team together and they could possibly make another Western Conference Finals run. But Dame is Dame and Dame is going to keep playing. I mean, like Ed's been saying, he's a top player now, so he's going to keep playing like that. I'm excited to see it. LQ? Um, yeah, man, the Blazers, like uh, Micah said, man, Nurkic, that injury really put them behind the eight ball. I just didn't think they made enough adjustments as far as the pick and rolls that they were doing against them and – it's, it just wasn't the right matchup. Maybe if Nurk played, maybe if they had a solid wing instead of Evan Turner and Mo Harkless, it could have been a different situation. But uh, I, I thought it was going to be a little more competitive. Dame and CJ tried their thing would happen. And- well, all I'm going to say is Steph Curry, I hate him. But he's proven to want to be a top three player in the league again. The most problem, like I said, the Portland Trailblazers just don't have a three or even a four. You can't run. You can't have Mo Harkless, Al, whatever the hell his name is. Playing you can't 30 have minutes, him in your starting lineup playing 30 minutes a night, bro. Like, they need a player like Tobias Harris. If they can get a player like Tobias Harris, I do believe they can beat the Warriors. But, you know, if KD leaves this summer. They just didn't have enough firepower, and Nurk is a very good big, but I don't really think he would have been that effective in this series, only because I kind of, 
Um, just like the 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 switching that uh the, the Golden State Warriors do, and Draymond goes to the five. I think that traditional big man doesn't really play like favors against the uh, Warriors. You need to like you have to match up against them. You can't like outman them. So they need to go into the summer. Dame is up for the super max. You know, most likely he'll take it, but maybe he needs to reevaluate and you know maybe give up some money to for them. You know, to go land another star or something. But they definitely need some help on the wing. Abdul. Uh, yeah, I was saying that, um, you know, they overspending the 16th free agency, paying guys like Turner and Miles Leonard and guys like that. Um, so when they got to the conference finals this year, especially after getting swept last year, everybody thought they took a step. But what I'll say is they only have two legit scores on the team. And as explosive as they are, if I can stick a 6'7 Clay Thompson on Damian Lillard and 6'8 Iguodala on CJ McCollum and have Draymond Green playing help, that's going to make the game kind of difficult. On the other end of the spectrum, I have not only a team of sharpshooters, but guys who don't need the ball to be effective. I got my best player running around. I got Klay Thompson getting hot. I got Iggy making plays, Draymond making plays. On the Warriors' end, I see playmakers and scorers. On the Blazers' end, I see scores and guys that's filling in the gap on the court for them to make plays. Even against Denver, you should have seen this coming. Torrey Craig was game. And if you think a team like Denver is doing that to Dame, what's an experienced championship-level team like the Warriors going to do, you know? And defensively, you know, honestly, I just believe the Blazers didn't have the personnel to match up. You could say go small, but that's have thrived on the last five years, going small because they have a five like Draymond because they have shooters like Stephen Clay. Now they added a guy like KD, who they didn't even have in the series. So, I mean, I looked at it. I, I thought they'd get one game at least. You know, I thought pride would kick in at some point. But, I w- you know, I wouldn't say I was surprised. It's nothing new. It's the Warriors being the Warriors. They've owned the Blazers before KD, after KD. And even when KD's hurt, as you've seen. So I think for them to take the next step, they got to make some moves. They got to bring in a third playmaker and score. You know, they got to bring in some more shooting. Their bench uh, is suspect. You know, they don't have the luxury of having all-world talent as good as Damon CJ are. So they got to fill out the roster. I don't know how they do it with all those contracts, but if they want to take the next step, they definitely got to add some playmaking. And yeah, shooting. I agree with that. And that's where I'm coming from. I see this Portland Trailblazers team. Exactly like uh, the Atlanta Hawks team of about five or six years ago with the Al Horford, Paul Paul Millsap, Jeff Teague. They're in that space where they're always going to be a good team, always going to be a playoff contender, but they're never going to be able to get over the hump to be a team that you will see in the NBA championship. We could see directly with the Raptors what the Raptors did by saying they were in that exact same spot. You know what? We got to change it up. We got to do something. LeBron leaving obviously helps, but they decided, you know what? We're changing our coach. We're trading our star player to get an even better player, top three player in uh, in the world. And now they find themselves in uh, in the conversation to be NBA champions this year. With the Portland Trailblazers, right. Damian Lillard, yeah, he's a great player. He's going to get the Supermax. But after that, C.J. McCollum, he had a couple of games here and there. He wasn't amazing in um, in the conference finals. And you have to now see, try and find a way and see what are we going to do? What is that – Thing that we have to change because you can move around all these pieces, Ennis Cancer, Nurkic, but your core has to be good enough to get you to that next step. And with KD presumably leaving this offseason, the West is going to become wide open again. The Houston Rockets are looking to make moves. If the Pelicans can keep Anthony Davis and Zion, they're already a dangerous team. LeBron isn't going to miss the playoffs two years in a row. I know that for a fact. So you're looking at trying to almost being the oddball team out. They got a lucky draw this year by avoiding um, both the Warriors and the Rockets to the conference finals, but you're not going to get that lucky each and every year. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how exactly 
Portland moves this offseason. But to bring the exact same team back after he just lost 4-0, and I would assume they would have lost 4-1 to the Rockets too, I, I don't know what, what to really look for right now uh, for the Portland Trail Blazers. But moving over to the Eastern Conference, we had the Toronto Raptors and the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks ah. went up 2-0. Oh, my. Here we go. Here we go. Hate to see we it. Hate to see it. Ah. Yeah. The Bucks went up 2-0, and then the Raptors won four straight. Uh, <laughs> Kawhi went crazy in this series. Jordan, uh, excuse me. So, and I want to start with you because I know you've been waiting. You've been waiting all week to talk about this one. So, what are your thoughts on the <laughs> Raptors-Bucks series? Well, if we can give all the awards right now, Kawhi is the defensive player of the year. Because, <laughs> let's be honest. It wasn't always one-on-one. And you can't check nobody one-on-one in the NBA. It's impossible. But did, Kawhi did a, did a great job checking Giannis. He sure did. He forced him. He, he tried to go by him. He couldn't get by him. He has good hands. He, you know, call him the claw. But every time Giannis would come down the court and try to go downhill, Kawhi would not let him. Even if he did – and Giannis is trying to pass it out. He's not LeBron. He's not one of these top-tier uh, elite passers. He couldn't dish the ball out. And even when he did, yeah, they made some open shots. But Chris Middleton, I can say I can say this for Giannis. Chris Middleton has stepped up this series. Um, I, I will I will conceive and say Giannis didn't have a lot of help this series. May, uh, Brooke Lopez definitely played good. Actually, great. He was their second-best player this series. But... Giannis, he he just he didn't get it done. I mean, he's still young. What he's twenty four, still a young player. But when you're when you're talked about as the MVP or the uh, a top player in the league, and you were the number one seed in the East, and you ain't score in the in the last three quarters in the fourth quarter, and you're shooting below fifty percent in the fourth quarter in the free throw line, it you know it's. I just wanted the consistency because if that was James Harden or even LeBron oh. James oh, here we go. doing that, oh, oh Lord, here we go. the world would end. Am I right or wrong? The world would be ending right now if that was LeBron. Yeah. Or if that was You're not Harden. lying. Nope. If, imagine, lying. imagine That was a nice LeBron press conference. <laughs> that was a nice press conference. Having scored in what? And he didn't score in the fourth quarter in like two, three straight games. Lord have mercy. Skip Bayless, <laughs> all these ESPN dudes would be on them right now. But Giannis Young. They let, they it, let slide. it slide. They let it slide. They really are because Kawhi dominated so much. But it's okay. But overall, Kawhi showed uh, he's a superstar, and he's one of the best players in the league. LQ? Yeah, man, just to piggyback off of what Prime said, uh, it's, it's, they're comparing this Kawhi run to the 2016 LeBron run, and – if he could cap it off with the ring, that would be amazing. Oh, um, we could get into that a little later, but uh, I just wanted to say all of this is due to a Paul Pierce tweet. He said he had <laughs> the Bucks. He said this series was over when it was 2-0, and the Bucks didn't win a single game after that. So uh, they have Paul Pierce <laughs> to think about this summer. Uh, Giannis is probably going to delete every Drake song off of his phone. I hope Drake don't drop an album this summer because Giannis ain't going to be able to enjoy it. It's going to be a, a long one for those guys. <laughs> Hey, uh, man, I think what I'm seeing from the last series, the Eastern Conference Finals, 
I think it's more indicative on Kawhi Leonard's greatness and his stake or it's just his his position in the NBA ladder more or less than what or what Giannis didn't do. Albeit Giannis is he here? Giannis, I mean, look, Giannis is gonna do what Giannis does. Even in the losing effort in the last game of the series, he still put up twenty one, eleven, two steals, three blocks. That's great. But Kawhi Leonard, I mean, and you made a point that he was stopping a lot of transition stuff, and that is absolutely correct. I think you can really yep. look back if you, you know, I've been seeing the clips go around Instagram. Uh, 2014 NBA Finals, Kawhi Leonard playing D on LeBron. There's a point in the fourth quarter. Yep. Kawhi comes in, LeBron's at the free throw line, and he oh, literally shit. hears it. Then he oh, it. Oh, uh, damn. Oh, and that's why damn. I just feel like Giannis did. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, dog. And you also made a great point. I just just steal your points. But, I mean, he would be – if there was a playoff defensive MVP or a player of the year, that's him. I mean, he put the clamps down on the Greek freak who, I mean, I've been saying he's been MVP. A lot of people have been saying he's been MVP. He's looked literally unstoppable. But, I mean, I've seen I've seen him rattled after this. I mean, he was missing wide open. I mean, he wasn't really taking shots, but free throws and stuff. He was airballing them, bad passes. It was clear that – he has, you know, he's not seasoned enough for playoff basketball, this level of playoff basketball yet, and that's fine because he's still a young player. So I was making these, you know, Jordan and Kawhi jokes, but there's a little bit of truth in it in my eyes, just from the level of dominance. I'm seeing the clutch shots, the great defense. I'm seeing him work off of, like, just great basketball. And, you know, maybe the Raptors aren't necessarily the team to beat the Warriors, but I think they'll give the Warriors the best finals look they've had in a while. So, I think the Eastern Conference Finals is more or less the Kawhi's outbreak into the world more than anything. I think this proves he's at least a top three or well, top three to five player in the league. He definitely went from at least eight absolutely to five. But, you know what I'm saying? It's like uh, him playing every other game kind of threw a lot of people off, but this consistency that he's been playing within the playoffs. I think is we we, we knew that he was going to be he was a top five player. Uh, before he got injured, when they were up twenty against the Warriors, uh, yeah, a couple right. of years ago, we knew that he was a top five player. But then the situation with the Spurs, where he didn't play all last year, basically, and then playing half of the games this year, every it's almost like he reminded the league, like, "Yo, I'm still here. I'm still one of the best players." But Abdul, what are your thoughts on uh, on this Easter Conference Final series? I'm not gonna lie to you. Bucks went up two zero, and I was kind of disappointed. I really thought they were gonna, you know, at least gentlemen sweep it. Um. I, I was saying that the Bucks have the better supporting cast. They have the shooters to surround their best player. Kawhi supporting cast a little iffy. But in the end, I do believe the supporting cast made the difference. You got guys like Fred Van Vliet, uh, whatever the reason is. You Baby say, Drake. Yeah, you could say whether it's his, uh, his kid being born or he had an epiphany or whatever. The dude shot 80% the last Jeez. three games. All right, that's freaking impossible. Uh, you have Kawhi having career highs and assists in the playoffs, nine assists on all three-pointers. All right, you got guys like Ibaka stepping up, Siakam stepping up, Norman Powell coming and knocking down shots. Kyle Lowry even decided to show up this playoffs. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, Kawhi wasn't always going to dominate like he did against Philly simply off the fact that, you know, that Milwaukee just has bodies, the Middletons, the Brogdons, the Giannis, the Kumpos. It wasn't going to be the same one-on-one dominance, but he still found ways to control and contribute. Um, and, again, the defense on Giannis, again, team effort, you know, forcing to the help build the wall. But when you got a guy like Kawhi, 6'8", 225, 230, you know, bodying you up, it makes the game kind of difficult. On the Bucks end of things, I thought they had a great chance to get to the finals. Um, but I feel like their philosophy was a little skewed towards analytics. Let Giannis batter ram his way to the rim and then kick out to whoever's going to shoot the ball. The problem is Giannis can get to the rim. So when he kicked the ball out, you have guys ready to rotate. Um, if you're the Bucks. I don't know if you bring everybody back and, you know, risk the luxury tax, unless you believe this team can win a championship. 
if you're the Raptors, I mean, hey, you you did the impossible. You know, this is a run I haven't seen in a while. As far as Kawhi's concerned, he was always a top player. I think last year distorted people's image of him because he was hurt. Was he not hurt? You know, come to find out this year, he's he's ready to go. The load management worked out perfectly. Wanted to be ready for the playoffs, and he was. Uh, he's led his team to the finals. And if we're being honest, I can't even sit here and say I'm picking Golden State all the way 100% simply because, uh, like you mentioned earlier, the last time we saw Kawhi healthy in the playoffs, he was up 20 against the same Golden State team. Now, do I think they would have won? Probably not. But he showed me that he can be the best player on a team that can win a championship. And he's already done that when he was, what, a third-year player. So now he's a what? Yes, sir, 24 years old. At 24. So now he's, yes, what, 27, locked into his prime, leading a supporting cast, is actually showing up for him. And without KD, I'm not going to lie to you guys, if Kawhi don't have to guard somebody like KD, who you going to put him on? Whoever you put them on, they're going to take him out of the game. I put him on Draymond. Let's see how many pick and rolls you call when I'm the one switching. Type of thing. You know what I'm saying? So, again, Kawhi right now, to me, is no less than a top three, four player in the league. The Raptors, hey, they got a great chance to win it this year, and I'm actually very interested to see what Kawhi does this summer. Yeah, um, this this one's a tough one for me. Uh, my boy Giannis, MVP, I've been saying this since the beginning of the season. Uh, you talking like Harden wasn't out in the second round. I mean, that wasn't that. me, though. <laughs> that wasn't even that me. Look at him. Right, 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 it was a tough look. It was a tough look for the Giannis bandwagon, but you know, young player will bounce back from it. Um, this series, it showed me that the Bucks are there. Giannis needs to take another step. Uh, you were talking about it the whole series, and you weren't lying there. He has no moves. He he has one move, and that's going as fast as he can to the rim, and he's going to finish there. He can finish around the rim with the best of them. But if you need him to go and create with two minutes left in the game. You're not getting anything. And then that's that's the problem that they had. They end up going to Brooke Lopez in the post in clutch time. And that, oh that, that, sh- that shouldn't be the case. Chris Middleton, he wasn't good this series. Um, Personally, if, I, if I'm the Bucks, I let Chris Middleton walk because he's going to get good money this offseason. I don't think that you want to give him uh, a great contract. You already locked in butt, so that's looking pretty bad now. Um, He was terrible this offseason. Who are you going to go get? Tobias? That's so bad. I think I, Tobias is one of the most underrated pickups who are any championship caliber type team. That's, I don't yeah. – but is he, I, sec, I but is he second option? I think he's a better second I don't, second I don't think he'll go back to Littleton. On, the way that Chris yeah. Littleton has been playing uh, the, past, the past couple of weeks. I think um, Malcolm Brogdon, he was hurt. So I can't really blame him that much because he was coming back from injury. Um, Meritich, that was a – I think that was a one-year deal he – he does what he does. He'll hit a couple threes here and there. But the Bucks do still need to make sure they solidify that roster for next year because the East is only going to get better. If you have a situation where the reports KD coming over to the East, you have Kyrie that's moving from Boston, who's still going to be a great team, to maybe the Nets. You, you're seeing a couple of teams here that no series is going to be truly easy. So if the Bucks want to be, take that next step and get to the finals, they have to make sure they solidify their roster. With the Toronto Raptors, I want to shout out Kyle Lowry because – Lord knows, we we've been making we've been Shout making jokes Lowry, for man. six he, seven yeah. years now, man, saying that he does not show up. He showed up in the Eastern Conference Finals for the first That's time. Man. He he was able to show you know, up. Now, do I believe this is going to continue? Nope, because it's Kyle Lowry. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> he can do it. He's not, yeah. he, you know, Pat Beverly not checking him. It's Curry at the end of the day. So, uh, I mean, no. he can get it done. But. And vice versa. 
We're going to see. Barbecue. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Fat Boy Lowry is. Lowry's gonna go boxing trainer. Real quick. We, we have to be. Who, who is Lowry gonna? Who, he he's gonna be because he's not running around with Curry. He's not running around with Clay. So are we sticking him on? Are we sticking him on Iggy? Iggy can take him down into the post. So he, there's no real, no great matchup. I but think that's that. that, that they bad. might. If Iguodala beat you. If Iguodala beat you, you can't be yeah. mad. If that means if that means putting Danny Green on Clay, but that's, but that's what I'm about to say. Though. If you it's got Danny Green over there, look, I can live with it's, that. It's because listen, Iggy. I look at Iggy. You know that you know when they run pick and roll with Steph to Dre and Dre one dribble yeah. lob to Iggy. That tic tac toe they run. I don't, I don't, I don't see Kyle Lowry defending that too well. And you, and yeah, you can put him on Curry, but if I high screen his ass, damn near half court, it's gonna be one-on-one. It's gonna be problems all day long. It's gonna be issues, and you damn sure ain't gonna send Marcus all out there. Dancing. It's it's bad. I don't know. Everybody, Curry chicken. We're we're gonna get into it now, but the Raptors, they this is great for Toronto. They finally got to celebrate. You know, Drake uh, on the sidelines having a great time. But uh, we're going to have to get into the actual NBA Finals. Uh, I've been seeing a lot that people are, are, thinking, are thinking this is going to become a real series. Or it's gonna be, people are very excited to see uh, this one play out. Kevin Durant has already been ruled out for game one. So Marcus Cousins, on the other hand, is only questionable right now. And there's pot- hang on, hang on, do nothing. And there's a potential that he'll, he'll, probably, <laughs> he'll probably be back <clears throat> excuse me, hang in game play. two. So I want to start with you, Abdul. Who do you have winning this series, and in how many games? Oh, da, 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 da. you know, again, I love Kawhi. I love what he's doing. I really feel like he's a player to like, you know, actually take these these motherfuckers down. I just it's too many questionables for me. Like I said, Demarcus plays. Uh, I give him a little a, a slider edge just because he'll probably come off the bench. You don't want to ruin the chemistry, and to have a body like that off the bench is fucking crazy. And, um, again, KD's unknown, but I'm just going to operate as if KD's not going to play. I, I believe the Warriors have the experience, and I believe the bench has performed well enough that they can actually take this series. I don't think it'll be a sweep. I'm saying no less than six, most likely seven, which means they got to win a game in Toronto. But, again, we're talking three titles in four years, two-time MVP, greatest sharpshooter in Klay Thompson. All around versatile dude, Draymond Green. You know, playing at the peak of their game. Guy like Iggy, giving Kawhi issues. You know, I gotta go with what I know, and what I and what I know is that the Warriors have done this three of the last four years, and I also know Kawhi is the one player that can give them serious issues, with regardless of the team he's on. I've seen him do it with the old man Spurs. I've seen him give teams problems with the young and up and coming Raptors. So, as great of a series I think it's gonna be, man. I got Warriors in seven. Steph Curry, first finals MVP. We can stop talking about how you don't Michael, show up in the playoffs. I have the Warriors winning the six. Uh, I have the Raptors winning game one because KD's absence and winning game four because of them being the home team. Well, are they the home team? They, 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 yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The Raptors host. The Raptors are hosting. Okay. Well, I'm still keeping it game game one and game four. Um, as much as I love what Kawhi's doing, and once again, I'll harp on the Jordan stuff. I mean, man, look, the Warriors, clearly, they don't need KD. They're 34-4 and four without KD. They won finals without KD. Their offense probably, in a way, works better for, like, what's Kerr, uh, what Steve Kerr wants to run, like, systematically without KD. KD gets a lot of isolation, but 
we saw that the constant movement by Curry, coming off of stuff, coming off of pick and rolls, moving Clay to the outside, getting him off of stuff, like shades and stuff like that. All that stuff is better, more than likely, without KD on the floor. But KD on the floor is KD, a top three player against. Regardless of if he plays or not, even if Boogie plays, the series ends in six. I mean, Kyle Lowry, he's in an interesting spot. If he tries to stick Steph, yes, he does have decent defense, but Steph might just get hot, and it might absolutely decimate his confidence. Um, Draymond has been going crazy. He's damn near averaging a triple-double for the entire playoffs. Uh, playoffs, I mean, it is like 13-9-8, but it's still pretty good for what they need. Uh, I, I mean, like, I'm thinking of their matchups and everything. I just see more matchups going to the Warriors then go on the other side, even their bench. I mean, Raptors don't have a terrible bench, but the Warriors bench is always just finds a way. If Sean Livingston comes in and just backs somebody down and throws it out to the post or throws it to a three with Clay Thompson, then, I mean, that's points right there. I just – what the Warriors have been doing the last five years is remarkable, and I see them cleaning this up in six games. Uh, I think if we're just going to go that far, Kawhi Leonard leaves regardless. Even, maybe if they win or not, he probably leaves regardless. It doesn't mean the Raptors are in a bad spot. It just means that they're going to have to do something to, you know, obviously pick up the top three player missing in that. But, yeah, Warriors are six. I'll keep it short and simple. I hope Danny Green shows up to the party, though, because he's, yeah, he's, he's been terrible. Yeah, he's been terrible. And it's just it's going back to saying just the matchups. I mean, even in what? We can go back to 2017 or even 2014 when Danny Green was with the Spurs and he was playing hot and stuff like that. He was making a lot of threes, and that was very important for the Spurs winning. But right now, I mean, dog, Danny Green can't hit the Bryant side of a barn. I mean, like, it's, it's it's bad. I just see the Warriors just getting this, KD or not, six games. Hey. Um, I'm going to take well, – well, let me just say this. I want the Raptors to win in seven, but the Warriors are going to win in six. But – um. Can you really depend on Cal Lowry to at least average 18 points to 20 nope. points in the series? No. That's really the key. Is Siakam going to play? Is he going to average 18 to 20 points? Nope. I don't know. Is Marcus Hall going to do anything? You don't know. Is Kawhi going to show up? Yeah, but he can't score 100 points. And the Warriors, uh, they're definitely still talented, but obviously they're not as good as they were when the dynasty first started because you don't have guys like Barbosa was coming off the bench playing good. Then later, later years, they added guys like Nick Young. So, like, you know, you got guys McKinney and and, and uh, Damian Lee and all these unknown guys. But, yeah, they put in good minutes and stuff, but they're not as big as factors as their old bench used to be. Um, the Raptors bench will most likely outplay as far as points and as points, but is they going to hustle and play better defense than the Golden State Warriors bench? So, like I said, I do think – I do want the Raptors to win in seven, but I do think the Warriors will win in six. And hopefully Curry doesn't get that finals MVP. And maybe Draymond <laughs> will get it. You know, Draymond was almost the finals MVP that game seven against the, mm-hmm. the Cavs. The Cavs. Yeah. He was – he was in endless shots, endless threes. Like, he showed up. So, you know, like I said, I hate Curry, but, you know, the Warriors will most likely win this series. LQ? 
Yeah, man. I'm out the route with the consensus, bro. Uh, Warriors and six, man. I would love for the Raptors to win this series. Just so uh, my man Kawhi can have that second ring, two rings. That'd be two ring Kawhi. And he jet out of the six. That'll be a pretty nice, nice, nice. Best mercenary of all that time. we can talk about here on. Uh... Hey, man. Say, man. He didn't actually get <laughs> there. If he wins this ring, Drake gets dropped the finals a MVP, and then leaves, bro. Drake is going. Drake is <laughs> he's dropping the He's out. the best player. He, he's the best player in the league for like the next five years. I don't care what he does. How you get traded to a team you ain't even go to win them a ring and then, and then leave? <laughs> yeah. But um, I really like the matchups as far as Toronto is concerned. They just haven't been on this stage before, and I don't really trust them. Uh, they don't really have a second-best player. Some games it's been Sayakam. Some games it's been Van Fleet. You know, it's, it's just a lot of inconsistency out there, and you got to stick to what you know, man. The Warriors have been in this stage. They've been in this position. They they know what they're doing. So, uh, like Prime said, man, hopefully Draymond can get this Finals MVP so Curry can never have one. And um, hey, let's all right, yeah, Warriors in six. I'm going Warriors in five. It's as simple as this. Whoa, Jesus Christ! Oh, oh. Bro. <laughs> Kawhi gets one game. Yes, Kawhi. Kawhi gets one Come game. Come on, dog. With Iguodala check, and Iguodala is hurt. By the way, he's not a hundred percent. Oh, he's so. A- you may he's have not 100% Alfonso Niggy. McKinney, whoever the heck that is. He's good now. Kawhi Leonard. Hear me out. Hear me out. This is this is this is where <laughs> I'm coming from with this. Everybody's been talking about matchups, but we have to look at it like this. With the Philadelphia, uh, with the Philadelphia 76ers, they don't really have any great shooters, so they were able to clog up uh, the ball, uh, clog up the lane, allow Embiid to try to make it in there. Marcus was there to body him. That's how they won the series. They did something very similar last series. The times when they went down in the first two games, the Milwaukee Bucks were hitting their three-pointers. And the the Golden State Warriors are the best three-point shooting team in the NBA. I trust Kawhi. I think Kawhi is a great player, but I don't trust anybody else on this team. Siakam, game three, they had a chance to put the game away in regulation before it went into overtime. He missed both free throws. That's not that's – not it wasn't on accident. He was scared. Kyle Lowry, he's known for being a choker. Marco Saul is going to be rendered useless in this series. Um, Van Vliet, are we expecting him to hit the uh, to miss three threes in the NBA Finals like he did in those last uh, three three games of the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't think it's going to happen. If KD can come back, I think if Demarcus Cousins and KD come come back, I just think it's think just too much. The Raptors. I think I think there's too much fi- firepower all around for uh, the the Raptors to have Kawhi play 48 minutes every game for them to go ahead and try to win um, try to win those games. I, I know it's it's crazy to think that they only get one game, but I do think that the Raptors will get uh, game two, and that's that's it. I just think that the Warriors are just better ha- – have a better matchup against uh, this team. They're very confident, and the ability to still win uh, – I think they have the chip on their shoulder with the ability to win without KD. I think it's going to be – it's going to be the Warriors at five. I, I think, I think the games are going to be close and interesting. But when it comes down to crunch time, we saw it with the Portland Trailblazers in the Western Conference Finals. I don't think that the Raptors have the ability uh, to keep to keep it up with them. But we have a couple more minutes here, so I want to touch on uh, the Lakers very very quickly with the dysfunction that's been going on. We saw the reports. We saw Magic go on first take. I just want to get your thoughts on the Lakers and if. What, what what do you think they should do this offseason to try to write the ship uh, write the ship back 
as the one of the most historic franchises in the NBA. So, Ed, I want to start with you. Who do you? What do you think the Lakers need to do this offseason to become to not be a laughing stock anymore and finally make the playoffs in first year in uh, seven years? Well, what they should have done, the first thing they should have done was fire Rob Palenka, please, because first he wasn't Bags. even recognized as a good whatever. He was an agent, you know. So that's the first thing they should have did. And Magic, you know, Magic, obviously he wasn't in the office as he should have been, but he already told them that before he signed. So now you can't get mad at him when he's not. And you did promise him that he wanted to have his power. And he tried to fire Luke Walton and you told him he couldn't. So I understand from that aspect why he even left. Because you're telling me things that were lies. And I told you that wasn't going to be in the office that much full-time anyway because he has other things going on. What they, what they should do is I don't think anybody's going to come to L.A. unless they go get him. Uh, Mike might not like this, but they do need a nope. package. Nope. Uh, I players know the- and yeah. Brad yeah. 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 Let me say this. If you can package Lonzo and Brandon Ingram and grab Brad Bradley Bill and you can sign Kimball Walker and you have Kimball Kimber Walker and you have Bradley Bill, you have LeBron James. Brooke Lopez is, is a free agent this season. Maybe you can, you know, talk to him and try to get him back. And now you have Kimba, Brad, LeBron, Kuzma, and Brooke Lopez and maybe get a couple three-point shooters and, you know, hustle guys that's on the bench. Now you got a championship team, especially if KD leaves and heads to back to the East. So I think that's what they should do. I don't really think Anthony Davis is going to happen. And he got to stay, sign. He's not going to – it's not going to happen. I think it, it's reported that he doesn't really care about the Zion thing. But I think he'll at least give it one more year since he's up it's, – it's on his contract. And the Lakers, if they don't get anybody, they'll get him the following year. But if the Lakers can try to get Kimball away from MJ and you package Lonzo and Brandon Ingram and maybe even throw in Josh Hart to get Bradley Bill, then, you know, then you're back in business. But they – I don't know. I feel like this is it's, – it's a lot, you know, it's a lot easier said than done. But it, it, something has to happen. And add Jeannie Buss, she isn't really – she's not – I don't know. She's not doing a good job. I thought Jim Buss was a, was the problem, but man, none of them, none of them are family, good. bro. None of them are good, man. Just the OG. But besides that, man, it's it's a problem. LQ, what what do you got on the Lakers? Um, if they just let my man Rich Paul handle things, I think everything will be all right. Uh, fly my man Kyrie out there. You know what I'm saying? Kyrie and Zoe, I believe, can play a, a nice little one and two. Zoe can be that facilitator and that defensive, you know, guy on the floor. Kyrie's not the best defensively, so he could uh. Take that second guard back there, you know, if they were to be playing, you know what I'm saying, in some matchups. Um, as far as the draft is concerned, that fourth pick is is huge. Uh, even though you won't have Zion I about or fourth pick. RJ. Mike, I mean, you Darius can get the Garland. Yeah, so, I mean. With, with, with Brandon yeah, Ingram, so, that ain't too bad. Yo, that's, that, that's, I'll take the fourth but, pick without But Brandon the Wizards Ingram. have to be able to draft <laughs> – to be able to draft somebody worthy of the fourth pick. We've Lord we've knows. had we, we've had high draft picks and <laughs> what have we Lord done with it? So, John Vesley. I, I mean, yeah. dog. At least at least Ernie is gone. <laughs> at least, listen, bro. At least Ernie is gone. It could be worse. We gotta have the fourth pick, 
and still deck it. So I mean, you know, some hope there. So uh, I mean, you got LeBron James. So I I know they're gonna make the playoffs regardless of who LeBron, comes LeBron stays, who goes. Next year, LeBron is not gonna miss the playoffs back to back. I really think LeBron is going to have that bounce back season. He's been in the gym uh, a few days this week at 4 a.m. this morning. He's got that hunger back. He wants to be out there. This is the first summer since LeBron James was 21 years old. He's 34 now that he's had a free summer, no Olympics, no finals, no playoffs. So he's going to come back. He's charged up. He's ready to go. Um, I just hope those guys are locked in. You know, Kuzma, whether he stays or goes, Brandon Ingram, whether he stays or goes, those guys are hungry. They want to compete. So, Hopefully they make the strides they do in the front office to keep contention. They're not too far off. If they didn't have the injuries that they did, there's no question those guys would have been in the playoffs. So they just have a, a couple of holes they need to fix. And uh, that front office situation is very messy. So, uh, and I can speak on that. My situation <laughs> in Pittsburgh, I know how the locker room gets. So, um, yeah, man, hopefully they can smoothen things out and uh, make it Michael, make a run next year. So I'm more so happy at least from, you know, Magic Johnson's side, that he aired all their problems out. Because you kind of had the feeling that it was a little weird stuff going on. I mean, we know that Magic Johnson always wants to be Magic Johnson, and he was a little bit upset when he kept getting those fines for player tampering and stuff like that. And really, he's just being himself and talking to guys. But I'm happy (laughs) that he aired this out because clearly, 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 this front office is so bad and so dysfunctional that, I mean, it was – sometimes, it, I mean, it might be unfixable. If they keep on this path, I mean, yeah, they got they got Brown. But if they keep on this path, dog, like, you might end up in a situation where they're not be in the playoffs for 10 years. And the Lakers is probably the longest stretch for the Lakers ever. I mean, I'm just – I remember the Lakers being great growing up. Before then, they were great. Before my father was alive, they was great. You feel me? So – Whatever they need to do, I can't necessarily give you specifics on what they need to do. There's a lot of ways they can play this, but whatever they need to do, they need to consult LeBron, and they need to stop leaving him out of the loop. They need to stop getting old players, or try to go the David Griffin route with the Cavs team, stop getting older players that he thinks can help them win and start building out a young nucleus. So when LeBron needs a little bit of break, you have some guys that can actually run. You got some guys that can actually pass the ball, not guys that play and compliment LeBron well, that are veterans, but get guys that are younger that can compliment them. Get other ball handlers, other playmakers. They might be in house, but you might have to trade a couple. If that means trading Brandon Ingram, so be it. If that means doing something with Lonzo Ball, so be it. If Kyle Kuzma has to go to get your guys, so be it. They need to do something. So, first of all, you meet LeBron's needs. And second, so you can be a playoff contender and a finals contender again. Whatever that is. They need to make it happen, and I just pray and hope the bus, the bus is, excuse me, the bus family doesn't mess it up because Lakers being bad is not good for basketball at all. Yeah, um, I agree with you there. I think the Lakers, it's as simple as this: you do whatever you can to get a second superstar. Uh, LeBron is, he's still in his prime, but he's in the down part of his prime. Um, he needs another superstar there to just help. Uh, the young team is great and all, but you, you use these assets to try to get somebody good. Um, Kemba Walker, if he's willing to walk away from the Supermax, you try to get him. Um, I actually wouldn't hate Chris Middleton on that team if you can't get anybody. Like, you, we've talked about Tobias. They're, uh, like, if they get Chris Middleton, they will be a laughing stock. Yeah, you went but, from KD, Kawhi, AD to Chris Middleton. Lord but you, we, you have to be realistic. That 
right now it doesn't look like anybody wants to come to join that team. So you have to look I would, at I would, that I wouldn't second waste wave. that money though. I would just I'd rather just make the playoffs, get booted out the second round, and just sign AD to follow that that summer. I, if they spend that money on Chris Middleton, that that franchise needs to go up for auction at yeah. that point. But I don't I don't think it would be I don't think it would be a crazy amount of like a crazy amount of money compared to what you would get with like a Kemba. I think you could work it so that you get um I think you can work it so you can get uh those mid level type of like next level type of players where you could package a couple of them together to try to make a run there if you can't go ahead and get the superstars because you can't waste two like just two years for of LeBron in his prime and just say, you know what? I mean, we're just trying to build this team. So unless you're able to trade for somebody or get somebody top notch, you still got to go ahead and try to make uh, some type of move there. This franchise as a whole is is just terrible. Um, Genie Bus has like seven different people in their ear. Uh, the fact that Rob Palinka even got the job in the first place is suspect. I think Kobe sabotaging this whole thing, and he's just like, you know what? Forget LeBron. Uh, <laughs> this is my Lakers team. Uh, but I think LeBron is enjoying himself in L.A. He said that he still wants to stay with the team. So hopefully they're able to figure it out next year and get somebody good. We're definitely going to have a lot more podcasts on free agency and the NBA draft coming up. But that's going to do it today for this episode. Thanks, Abdul, for joining on. But for Micah, for Mike, for Prime, for LQ, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.